Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast. I am Avishai L, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Certified Raw Food Educator, and Lifestyle Expert. I have worked with clients all over throughout my years of health coaching. I have helped people lose weight without dieting, reverse disease, and find their paths in life. I now work with women all over, gain their energy back, get rid of their stress, drop those pounds through nutrition without sacrificing their food favorites and their authenticity. There's a few things you should know about me. I am blunt as fuck. I don't adhere to societal norms. I don't have a rigid corporate mindset. And well, I don't give a fuck. You shouldn't give a fuck either. I'm not a vanilla daisy with a side of fluff. And this is the most unfiltered holistic health and wellness podcast. I will be interviewing top holistic health and wellness experts, spiritual healers, and discussing all health and wellness topics. I mean, I could sit here and talk about broccoli and its antioxidants and how it is a cruciferous vegetable or cinnamon and how its chemical constituent cinnamaldehyde has an effect on metabolism, but we are taking it a step further. You are going to be immersed in all things health, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects, your relationships, personal, interpersonal, and interdependent. We are going to completely overhaul your life for the better. Each week, we are pushing the envelope of what normal is. This is a judgment-free zone. Vanilla daisies and fluff muffins be gone. Grab your nutrient-dense donuts, your pizza with cheese, made from nutritional yeast and other goodness and a green juice because it's going to be just that juicy make sure you're subscribed and leave a review of the podcast also feel free to share this podcast with someone that you know that can really benefit from each episode today's episode is called health coach and patient i am going to be taking you through my journey of becoming a health coach while being sick and where I have been for these past four months. So definitely stick around, stay till the end, and just enjoy the ride (laughs) because for me, it's been a bumpy one. So back in 2015 is actually when I decided to become a health coach. I went to be certified as a raw food educator at the Raw Food Institute. And I was actually advised not to go at this time because I had liver damage and a lot of health issues going on. But I still went. I ended up going. I enjoyed going there. I enjoyed going through the program and learning all about, you know, medicinal foods, their purposes, how to help people who are terminally ill, how to help people who wanted to lose weight, how to help people with chronic illness, how to help all people with everything. That's what I really loved about it because it taught you how to help people with everything. And so I really loved it. The reason why I decided to go from, because originally, if you kept up with the podcast, originally, I went to school for music education. 
And through my journey of seeking, you know, mental health and peace, I discovered nutrition, actually discovered nutrition from my mom. She was watching Dr. Furbin. This was 2011. And that's when I became a vegan. And I started to become interested in healthy foods. And I realized how it helped your mental health. So I was interested in all of that. And she she went to become a nutritional education trainer, nutritionist, whatever you call it, at his program, at his school. And so she would come home and she would bring these health books home. And I found that everything she would tell me, I retained everything. And I really found a passion for chemical constituents and chemical compounds and Food and how food affects illness and how food um, gets rid of illness. You know, my father died of lung cancer. So I was like, oh, my God, I finally found the answer to help people with cancer. And, you know, my aunt also passed away from cancer. So I was like, oh, my God, you know, these it was so much stuff I was finding. And I became super excited about it that I actually wanted to go myself. So I actually first I went to the Institute to do a detox and I did that. And then I went and enrolled in the program there, and I became certified as a raw food educator. And the first thing I did was actually help people uh, with terminal illness. You know, people would say they had breast cancer and uh, pancreatic cancer and various cancers, and you know, I would do what I went above and beyond for for people. It wasn't like thousands of people that I helped, you know, it was like a handful of people, but they saw results. And I did this completely free. I wasn't thinking, oh, let me start my business. So I have to make, you know, a lot of funds. I just wanted to, to help people. I really wanted to see how these foods would actually help get rid of illness and prevent disease. So that's what I spent my time doing. So that was 2015. Now you're probably wondering, how did I even get, you know, liver damage? And so I just want to take you back there for a minute. Wanted to share with you what I started to do once I got out. Uh, but I do want to take you back to what actually happened. So from birth, I had a compromised immune system. I've been sick my entire life okay and I was also a child who was vaccinated with not one vaccine not two it was various vaccinations okay and at the time because I wasn't you know knowledgeable and neither were my was my mom you know about vaccinations you know it was like the proper thing to do was get your child vaccinated to boost her immunity woof how times have changed and how knowledge has improved right so it wasn't beneficial. Um, I had, I used to get, I remember when I was like five years old, I would get pink eye uh, several times, like over 30, 30 times to be exact, because I counted. I said, this is too much. I had pink eye all the time. I was out of school for many days and I was put on antibiotics. No one tells you to take probiotics, you know. I didn't know any of this stuff. So I'm just breaking down my body on antibiotic after antibiotic and other medications. And then at the age of seven, 
I was diagnosed with asthma. So they had me on albuterol and prednisone with a pump. Um, and I don't mean the albuterol is like a baggie that I had to breathe into. It was like a blue, big blue bag they sent me home with. So then I had to take medication for that. And I would get pink eye and it just, it was one thing after the other, after another. Um, at the age of 15, I was diagnosed with endometriosis and endometriosis is an autoimmune disorder. So my immune system was broken down then, okay? So from the age of 15 to 23, I was struggling with endometriosis. And while I was struggling with endometriosis, I was on uh, over 12 medications, not all together, but it was alternated. And it was enough to break down my liver. It was enough to shut everything down. I was doped up with like hydrocodone, oxycodone, low estrogen, Mirena IUD, all of this bullshit, which I call it, all these side effects. All of this was in my body. And at the age of 16, so during this process of having endometriosis, at the age of 16, I was diagnosed with a virus that almost caused me to go blind in one eye. I remember seeing this doctor who I absolutely loved. She was my favorite doctor. She was like, oh, my God, you have to rush her to the nearest um, eye doctor because it was out of her scope of practice. So I ended up going somewhere else. So I ended up going somewhere else. And this doctor showed I think my mom came with me showed my mom what was under that microscope and it was just gross <laughs> whatever was in my eye so then I was on antibiotics again so I'm on antibiotics I'm taking medication for pain with endometriosis and I had endometriosis till 23 at the age of 23 I get this thing that causes me to go blind in the eye again and I got that every year I think that's I got that until I was I want to say 17 or 18, and then it came back when I was 22, 23. So I'm on all these antibiotics. During this whole entire process, I was also having um, symptoms of diabetes and various symptoms. I had, um, I thought it was eczema, I was itching, and my hands looked as if they were burned at this time. So I was going through a lot of stuff. My body was just going through some weird shit. So the burning of the hands, that was happening from the age of 13 till, well, really like 28, like adulthood. So I actually have pictures of that. I should post them again. They're on my page, my Instagram page, Avishael. You would have to really like go and find it. That's when, um, which is what, what's going to bring me to my next point. So at the age of 23, I decided that I was going to switch over to the holistic health route. So I went cold tofurkey. I had the Mirena IUD taken out. One of the nurses was like, you're having that taken out? You've had it for so long. You know, she was throwing a fit. I'm like, bitch, is this your uterus or mine? Like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so anyway, she threw a fit and um, the doctor wasn't even throwing a fit. She was like, okay, I'm going to take it out. And I think I was doing this. So 23, 20, 23. It was about a few months I was eating. No, 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 no. 
was about a year. I was eating um, vegan and eating plant-based and really trying to be healthy. And I went to the gynecologist and she said, it's completely gone. Endometriosis is completely gone. So I was like, wow. She said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So I did. Had the Marina IUD taken out. At this time, you know, I went to see her and she was possibly looking at a third surgery, but told me I didn't have to have it because it was gone. Um, Prior to that, I had two laparoscopy surgeries, which they doped me up with heavy ass fucking medication, Percocet, everything. Did I have morphine? Anyways, not to mention the car accidents that I was in 2007 and 2009 when I had to take morphine and other shit. So that was in my system too. Sometimes you think, oh, medication, it'll go out after you're done taking it. Nope, it sits in your body. Um, Things like penicillin can sit in your body for several years, believe it or not. It can take like 10, 20, 30 years to get penicillin the fuck out of your body. So I've been doped up on medication and been sick my entire life. So... Like I said, I went to become a health coach when I was, what was 2015, 25 or 26, around there. And at this point, I became very sick. Why? Because even though I was eating a, I was eating a healthy diet, but then I got sick of kind of eating that because I put myself on a strict diet, like a restrictive ass diet, and I ended up binge eating. I developed a horrible food addiction. I tried other diets. I tried the 80-10-10 diet. I did that the wrong way. I would eat like a bunch of medjool dates, like 10 bananas a day. It was just too much for my body. At this time, I wasn't getting blood tests, so I didn't know where my blood levels were at. I didn't know about all that stuff. I was just eating because I was hungry and wanted to eat whatever I wanted. And how I discovered I actually had liver damage was when I went cycling. And I was on the bike, and I became really, really dizzy. And I remember walking and seeing the floor underneath my feet. And then when I got on the bike, seeing the floor in front of my face because that's how dizzy I was. And if I thought my health couldn't get worse, it did. It went downhill after that. So after that bike incident, um, me going cycling, it took me a few months because I just had this mindset that, you know, I just switched over my, you know, my diet. And I had that mindset that, oh, if you switch over your diet, within like a month's time or like a year, sorry, a year's time that your health can improve and all the medication and all the shit that you had in your body and everything could just be dissolved, right? Not so. So it took me some months to actually go. And actually one of my hairdressers was like, you should go get your blood test done because I was having terrible symptoms. My health was just declining. So I went to have my blood test done. And it showed that I had liver damage. I It said pre-diabetic on the test, but I did have another test done, which showed that I did have diabetes um, in my genetics or what have you. Um, I was also having symptoms of full-on diabetes. Also consulted with other doctors um, who did not agree with pre-diabetes. And the way they tested it was faulty. So anyway... <laughs> That's what showed up. 
that's what showed up. And after that, my health just was went to shit. Basically, I ended up gaining. I had maintained 125 before then I ended up gaining, got up to 168 pounds because I had a horrible food addiction. Um, and then I met with a functional, functional doctor, diagnostic and a practitioner who said that my blood levels were in the toilet. My kidneys were not flushing anything out. I was nearing metabolic acidosis, which is very dangerous. Um, I had a, a, a host of stuff wrong with me. The functional diagnostic put me on 20 supplements and that wasn't even all the supplements that I was supposed to be on and said if I went to a regular doctor, they would have me on a bunch of medication. Looking at my tests, I would have been on, honestly, not even an exaggeration, hundreds of medication. That's how fucked up my body was. Not because I had bananas and medjool dates and overate. Nope because I had vaccines, had a bunch of vaccines, because I had a bunch of medications still in my system and my body was just being exposed to so, so much. So it still needed time for all that stuff. And plus, I knew nothing about nutrition my whole life. So everything was just bombarding my body. My body was just getting bombarded with every single thing and it got tired. It was getting tired. So that was 26 and I was severely anemic, severely, severely anemic. At this point, I had horrible edema. I was wearing furry boots in the summer, not by animals. It's vegan fur. I was wearing furry boots in the summer because my ankles couldn't fit in any shoe. And I will find those pictures on my computer. I save everything. (laughs) I remember um, being at the gym with one of my family members and I was like, look, you could see the thumbprint in my ankle. That's how thick they were and so inflamed and it would not come back up like normally your your um what is it <laughs> normally your skin is supposed to come back up to place nope mine stayed dented in it was dented in the whole time I had severe edema I could not walk up the stairs without assistance from my mom um one flight of stairs even one step made me winded I was so winded I could not breathe Um, super inflamed, just terrible, just didn't know what was going on, how to remedy this situation, um, what was causing this, you know, I really had to get to the root of it. So uh, the practitioner put me on a plan, and I implemented that plan, and I, my weight got down some Uh, I started to discover what worked for me, what didn't. I had to cut out walnuts because I realized that that was affecting like my breathing at the time. Now they don't really bother me so much. Um, But then they did for whatever fucking reason. So I had to cut those out. I was on a strict diet. She said, walk for 30 minutes. And I'm like, this is interesting. Do you know you have to exercise more when you're ill? Because your lymphatic system needs to get moving more for whatever reason. I'm not going to go into strict detail, and I don't know everything. I just knew that I had to really get my body, you know, moving. Sedentary, it was going to 
you know, mess with my health. I want to say it took less than a year to get rid of liver damage. Um, but less than a year to get rid of liver damage. A lot of stuff came into play. Anemia, I still suffered with. My weight did go down. It took a while. I saw results with my weight going down in 2018. So, and that was because, like I said, I had a severe food addiction. A lot of stuff was happening that, you know, made me feel stressed and depressed at the time. And at this time, like I said, I was working for absolutely free and trying to take care of my own health. And I was traveling doing, you know, doTERRA. So I had some um, funds coming in. So I was kind of off and on, you know, as a as a health coach because I was dealing with so much. And then after I, you know, was diagnosed with liver damage and anemia and all that, Within a year, so this was 2017, I was homeless because I decided that I wanted to live a different lifestyle. I discovered some things about the world we live in, and I'm not going to go into too much detail on here, but a lot of people are a part of the matrix, and, you know, I decided to take the red pill and do my a different journey, and because I made an impulse decision and didn't you know, study as much as I should have, I ended up losing everything. So I lost everything in 2017. And I'm like, okay, well, I lost everything, but at least I have the car or the conveyance. Well, you call it a car, I call it a conveyance, okay? I'm a little ancient. My heritage is ancient. (laughs) So then the car breaks down. So I have to sell the car Um, so I was without that. So my life completely started to not go downhill physically. It started to go downhill mentally, healthy, health, healthily. Oh my God. Emotionally (laughs) and spiritually. Um, so I was still not healthy. Didn't have any funds. So my diet was shit. Like, yes, I was a health coach, but had no funds. And my diet was poor. I ate what I could. Like, I would be like, okay, well, I could afford some salad. I could afford, you know, a bag of apples. But you know what? This muffin is cheap. You know, these cupcakes are cheap. There were times that I could not afford one muffin. Okay, for two, I think it was 185. Couldn't scrape it up to do that. And I couldn't really work because wasn't really healthy. So I started taking the bus and on the bus, I was harassed by several different men. Some people were threatening to like kidnap me. Um, Bus driver tried to take me to a secluded area. And this was after I came out of the hospital, which I'm going to get to that story too. It was just a lot of shit that went down. Um... So I was, you know, defending myself on a weekly basis, like no joke, no exage, a weekly, weekly basis, defending myself against various men, some, you know, some women I had to defend myself against too, some bus drivers that I had to tell off. Um, It was because of their attitude. There was just a lot, you know, I had to take 10 buses just to hustle. My hustle was, you know, going to the pawn shop. 
at the time. You know, I had no resources whatsoever, but I knew I had things. I sold all my jewelry. All my jewelry's gone. Some of my instruments are gone. Um, I had my stuff in storage, couldn't afford to pay for it. So that's gone too. Um, it taught me a lesson that to not be attached to things, there's just things, you know, you can get different things. Um, so that was gone too. And I really sat with myself. I took a moment. I said, what can I do? You know, um, I did have some coming, some funds coming in. I did have to have support from certain people, you know, my close, close relatives, um, especially, like I said, I was really sick. I still had to get whatever I could afford. I couldn't even afford supplements anymore. So my body was just breaking down. I was eating unhealthy, like I said. So I did have, um, an investment made and it was a small investment in a skincare business. I knew I loved skincare. This came from the fact that I needed skincare. Um, my liver was damaged. I couldn't find any places that had the skincare that I needed for my skin. So I decided to do my own skincare business, handmade, organic, vegan, cruelty-free. So I started taking the bus. I was taking like 10 buses a day, no joke, dealing with bullshit just to hustle, <laughs> going to pawn shops, doing my skincare business, trying to remain focused and being sick and having to eat shit food that make me made me feel like shit. Um, ended up gaining weight, gaining the weight back. And so I would take like four buses just to get to the gym. Like I was dedicated looking back. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I don't give a fuck if I didn't have any funds. That was rough, man. That was rough. Not a lot of people could have survived that because I'm literally arguing and out in the street. Like this is no joke. The area out in the street, arguing, fighting with people just to defend myself because people just get connected with my energy and it's a whole nother level, but that's a different story. Um, so that's what was happening. And then I applied to artists and fleas and they loved, you know, the branding, they loved the skincare. So I went there and that, you know, it was a happy moment. So I did have some happy moments during this process. Um, and people really loved it. I made some new customers there and all of that stuff. So that was in August of 2018 when I was at Artists and Fleas. What ha it's like you you don't think that your life is going to drastically fucking change after that. So a month later, I'm in the hospital. A month later, I'm in the hospital. I want to take you back. I remember being over my grandmother's house and one of my shoulders were sticking out just back in 2017. And she said, she said, one of your shoulders, you know, one's more, one's sticking out more than the other. And I had just um, come, I took the bus and anyone who knows Harford knows the 46 that goes from downtown to Coventry Street is like, just kill yourself. <laughs> Seriously, the people on there could be crazy. There's literally crazy people on that bus. People just aren't wired right. But I was used to it. It was, you know, I grew up here. Not that I stayed here. You know, my mom moved me to Newington, but my whole family is from Hartford, so I'm used to it. I spent my a lot of my time here, you know, so I was used to the craziness. I'm used to the North End. But any North End is fucking horrible. But anyway, 
it's it's what I know. It's what I do for years. So I would take it to go to her house and she told me that. And so I go to the gym and then when I go home, I just had this excruciating pain like I've never felt before. My chest was bruised. I had excruciating pain. I couldn't lay on it. And I think for a couple of years, I noticed I couldn't bend my knees anymore. I was like, hmm, but I kind of brushed it off because I'm like, I'm eating healthy. You know, this was 2017. I was like, you know, it, it should, you know, I shouldn't be this unhealthy. You know what I mean? So I couldn't bend my knees and I just kind of ignored it. I knew something wasn't right, but I was, I just thought it was going to remedy itself. You know, I was used to being sick for my entire life. I was like, this will figure itself out. And then I noticed, I was like, hmm, I go to bed at like 10 PM and I wake up at 12 PM. Again, I ignored that too. I'm like, okay, now I'm waking up with fevers, I'm waking up with, you know, drenched in sweat. And all of this stuff, this was happening for a long time. I would say at least a year. So about a month after Artists and Fleas, I go in the hospital because my mouth had crooked. I remember I got a bad, bad fucking headache. And this headache felt like a headache that I got back in 2016 when I, which, when I had joined an all-girls gym. Um, and I thought I had a stroke when I had joined there. My mouth had crooked. I was not talking properly. My words were all fumbled. When I got home, I was basically crawling. I couldn't even fucking walk. So the same thing happened again in 2018. So I'm, where was I? Oh, I was here. (laughs) Wasn't at Newington. I was at Hartford with a relative because I, have been staying with you know a relative because uh, I had lost everything and I'll get into that a little more as well so that's what was happening my mouth had twisted after this headache and I, I all of a sudden my hand wouldn't open so I'm like I'm having a stroke what the fuck my hand wouldn't open this the left side of my face couldn't move it but not only my face I started walking like a baby I was like what's going on so come to find out well a relative has suggested that I go to the hospital which I was opposed of as a health coach but I was like drooling out the side of my mouth I was crying because it was too much to deal with it was you know I was like what's happening I had no control like I lost all control of my joints I no longer could move anything my mom was feeding me I couldn't do shit so I needed assistance to walk and everything so she takes me to the emergency room and I get admitted for two days and they tell me that I had a hemiplegic migraine a neurological disorder They were testing me for multiple sclerosis. Um, Not one time did they test me for cancer, which they should have. Um, Specifically leukemia because of my symptoms. But I come to find out I had hemiparesis on the left side. So they recommended that I go to physical therapist. But at this time, I couldn't afford it. So I want you all to understand, for those of you who will understand, 
when you're kind of when you're out of the system and you don't use you know the same um identification as other people do and you didn't do your full research or you're studying as much as you could have there is it's always a fight with this corporation which it is a corporation it's always a fight you know so sometimes you know people look down on people who don't have the funds and they think they should do better not when you're paralyzed you dumb fuck like not when you're paralyzed and not when you're out of the system i'm aboriginal indigenous i am a moorish american m-o-o-r-i-s-h american and i i live a different lifestyle like i said so it's not like I'm going to bow down and go get loans and shit. I'm not going to go into all of that detail. I'm really fucking not because at this point, I'm not going to explain anything. So, you know, I just, like I said, I lost everything and it was hard to rebuild. It's hard to rebuild when you're paralyzed and disabled and you don't really have that support system because there were a lot of people who not so much now, but then were against me and didn't want to see me succeed. So hey, wasn't succeeding. (laughs) But like I said, I pat myself on the back anyway. If that went over your head, then it just went over your head, okay? Just keep listening. So that, I was out of commission from September to October. And then December hits because I was heavily stressed, which ignited a attack again and I was out of commission for several months several several months so I'm basically on bed rest and trying to get myself better so this went on from 2018 to 2019 so this has been my life and yes I've been I've been staying with a relative why because like I said I can't take care of myself I needed assistance um I didn't have any funds. Like I said, I couldn't work a regular job. They want you to have certain things. You know, they want you to have, you know, certain identification that the majority of the population has that I'm not required by law to have, but they don't follow the law. So so it's a fight. Um, April was, I left the house briefly back in February to go to the gym. And that's when the bus driver decides, Hey, she looks like a little kid. I had my hair like half up in a ponytail, half down, add on a North face jacket, vegan friendly, (laughs) add on a North face jacket, get on the bus, you know, and he was supposed to go straight down the Berlin turnpike, right? He takes a left goes into a secluded parking lot I'm like where the fuck are you going end up yelling and cussing his ass out I had to lie why because I had to save my life anybody who tells the truth when they're trying to fight for their life is fucking dumb I'm not a dumb fuck so anyways he pulls in to take a left I lie and say that my phone I'm gonna call someone even though I knew my phone was dead but that's all he fucking needed to actually go where he was supposed to go so he goes to where he was supposed to go and his dumb ass was so fucking scared that he's like oh so did you call and blah 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 and I just got off the bus I went in the gym I'm still paralyzed on the left side like I can still walk 
but while I was walking funny. I just wanted to go to the gym and kind of do some strengthening exercises or something because they told me to go to physical therapy, didn't have any funds, wanted to do my own work because they were cool at the gym I went to. I think they gave me like a free month and then they gave me like 35 per month. That was like a good deal. You know, that was the least I could do at the time. So, hey, no excuses, guys, no excuses. So I, I did go there went to the gym and then I was back on bed rest you know March till April April was the only time I left the house because my grandmother was in the hospital and that woman has done a lot for me and has always been there for me and encouraged me I said you know what I don't feel well but I'm getting out of the house at this point I was like bruising everywhere um oh yeah let me go back to February uh, so anyway, I went to the, that was the only time I got out of the house to go see her and she's no longer here. Um, but she's still, she's still alive. She's still alive. She's no longer here, but, and I miss her on the earthly plane, but she's so much better where she is. And I will always love her and I love her dearly. <laughs> and I know she's smiling at me, but anyway, back in February. So I was on bed rest and then February comes and these two men come in to paint, right? So this is February. Some people say it was 2019, just so I don't confuse the years. My calendars are different. The way I do stuff is just different. I'm not even in the whatever. I'm not even going to go into that. So just so you're not confused, let's just say February 2019 in quotes, okay? So two men come in to paint and I'm thinking I'm having like an allergic reaction or some shit. Um, My face started to swell up. My eyes got swollen shut. And I started breaking out in these scaly patches and ended up also getting third degree burns. Okay. So this is what happened. After that, my voice was very deep. It still cracks still. I got bruises everywhere, hives everywhere, ended up having to go back to the hospital. So I ended up going back to the hospital. And did they admit me this time? I don't think I wanted to stay admitted. I don't think I wanted to stay admitted. They were supposed to do um, certain testing. I was bruised. My voice was cracking. You know, I was experiencing, you know, I was experiencing all these symptoms of leukemia. And they told me I had dermatitis. This is why I don't fuck with hospitals. They don't do the right right testing that they're supposed to do. So they told me I just had dermatitis and they gave me Benadryl, which I was so desperate to take because I almost died. I went into anaphylactic shock. So I took the Benadryl and they also recommended antihistamine. The antihistamine caused me to have another reaction and I went into anaphylactic shock again. So my Valentine's Day was spent looking like swamp thing, <laughs> swamp thing, and um, which was fine. So this was February, 2019. And it, it took a while to get better then I was back on bed rest because I had hemopresis again. So this was my life. You know, when I was able to come outside, people see pictures on Instagram. My mom had to help me walk outside. 
and I had to stand and like balance myself. It was so super difficult. So at the time I did my own research, which I showed signs of mastocytosis and I was like, okay, it's mastocytosis. So I'm allergic to this. I'm allergic to that. Okay. That correlates. And then I checked my blood test. Then I, you know, checked everything. But then I said, there's some symptoms that correlate with mast cell leukemia. So that is what I said it was. I swear it was mast cell leukemia. So fast forward to, you know, the summer I had met with Dr. Furman, started my podcast, as you can see. So I wasn't really seeing clients during this process, everyone, okay? So everyone's like, oh, she's a a health coach. I am a health coach, or she's like this, um, what was I going to say? Or why doesn't she, why is she starting over or whatever? She's been a health coach for five years. No, five years has been me trying to save my own fucking life okay so (laughs) am I a newbie health coach hell fucking no I did most of my most of my work was done in the field I had clients off and on but I mean I have to pay attention to my own health so if it looks like I'm starting over online I am because I wasn't trying to think of oh let me do some marketing I was trying to think of okay how can I support my liver and oh how can I save my life for all the people who are judgmental as fucking fuck anyway any fucking way so I interviewed Dr. Furman and I'm glad that I interviewed him it was he really helped so many people and he's a wealth of knowledge is always always great to have on the show and thankfully I did interview him because I got to work with him so in that was in May of 2019 I also started a podcast because I was dealing with so 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 much I almost died uh in June of 2000 was it 2000 2019 my breathing was delayed I wanted to go to the hospital I was so that's how desperate I was dealing with this you know when I discovered that I had some form of cancer which I suspected and I say suspected you're gonna find out why in a minute um so I met with him and then in December is when I actually went to his office and my uncle drove me to Dr. Furman's office to see uh, Dr. Benson and when I get there I could barely walk up the stairs my mom had to help me walk up the stairs again I was just I was so nauseous that day Um, I had bruising you can still hear my voice kind of goes in and out Um, it has deepened some I like it though so it's no big deal I have bruises everywhere Um, for those of you who are like what happened to her she wasn't she wasn't online you know from I think I stopped being on Instagram in November and the reason was note from December to till like March I think what was happening was my I had bruises on my face um and my face hurt I didn't want to be on camera I didn't want any of that and um so that was going on and I was dealing with some things um dealing with some you know, some issues still having like post-trauma after, you know, my grandmother passed and still having post-trauma with, you know, dealing with everything that was going on with me. So it was too much to handle being online, you know, my face hurting, you know, me thinking I was going to die. 
because that's how severe my symptoms were. Um, my whole face was like bruised. My whole face was bruised completely. So, so I didn't want to be online. I just took a break, let myself go through what I needed to go through. I cried as often as I could, listened to music that would help me. Um, I was very just not happy at this point. You know, it was a lot to handle. I go to Dr. Benson and he's like, you know, he would have thought they would have tested me for leukemia. So I had a series of blood tests with him. My blood tests kept coming back normal. He didn't understand why they were coming back normal. He recommended certain specialists and even recommended like an oncologist recommended certain things. So what we ended up discussing, he did put me on, you know, some supplements. And obviously I, I do Dr. Furman's plan anyway, um, as much as I can, because there's still certain foods that I can't have. But what we came up with, I remember being on the phone with him and I said, you know, I thought it was mast cell leukemia, you know, and maybe it wasn't showing up on the test because it's been like a year of me eating healthy. So I had switched, you know, my diet and started eating um, healthier because I was getting some income coming in and then people were also, you know, helping because like I said, I couldn't work. So, you know, I appreciate the people who are like, hey, you need anything? You need any groceries? You know, let me chip in. Let me let me get this for you, you know, or whatever. So that's, you know, what was happening at the time. And he said, you know, you could you're, you're probably right that that's what happened. So he said I was probably right. So it's been suspected that that's what's happening with me, um, that I'm recovering from mast cell leukemia and poison. I remember speaking to Dr. Furman who thought um, I was also suffering from some sort of poisoning um, as well, but they really couldn't decipher exactly what it was Um I was having, like I said, the paralysis, joint pain, um, nausea, vomiting, bruising, uh, night sweats, fevers, drenched in sweat, not being able to move my limbs, having neurological, you know, disorder, memory loss, um, as well as spinocerebellar ataxia um, with the familial hemiplegic migraine. So it was it's just a lot to deal with. I mean, let me know if you could work with all of this. You're not supposed to. Like some people are just narcissistic and dumbasses. They look at you, you can say a thousand fucking times that you have all this wrong with you and they think you're supposed to bust your ass. Like, no, I don't fucking think so. So anyway, he told me not to exhaust myself. I'm supposed to be working part time. Fast forward, fast forward, I finally am able to move. I'm able to move. I was able to move and I moved back in March 2020. And, you know, I was in a better, better space, better frame of mind. So I moved to Ohio in March. So I get to Ohio, the townhouse, it's called the townhouse. It was huge huge townhouse but I noticed there's some fumes coming out so I'm like great so there's fumes coming out of the vents and it smelled like ammonia and bleach and cigarettes and it's just 
a lot coming out of those vents. So I sleep. I was having my bed and everything delivered. Um, like I said, wasn't really working that that much at that time. You know, I had clients here and there. So I'm laying on the floor for now until things are delivered. And I think I was having my, yeah, I was having things delivered. So I'm on the floor and the they just put the rug down. And I told them and the owner and well she's not really the owner because you can't own shit but anyway that's another topic that's a matrix topic anyway she was told by me that I am allergic to certain things and I'm recovering from mast cell leukemia suspected mast cell leukemia and um so that was what we discussed so I get there and come to find out the rug that they put down had benzene and latex benzene is a carcinogen do you think someone recovering from cancer needs a fucking carcinogen no needs to inhale a carcinogen I mean fuck no so what ends up happening is I end up my nose ends up just just I'll say drooling so it's not disgusting I <laughs> uh, I had I used so many tissues. I ended up going into almost going into anaphylactic shock again, and I suffered third degree burns again. And so my face was disfigured after this. It was the same reaction that happened back in February 2019. So I had to move right back to Connecticut where I'm at now (laughs) because that was not too long ago. This happened March 16th of 2020 and it's May so back to Connecticut and I tell my doctor what happens he now has gave given me a doctor's note because I was trying to move again um so he gave me a doctor's note just to let people know that I am disabled so I am disabled because of the neurological disorders and all of the shit that has happened and um what recently happened. I'm only able to work part-time even though I've been working extra and working overtime, which I'm not supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be working. I've decided to work at least 10, 20 hours, so I'm carving out my time even uh, more strategically now. And so that has been (laughs) my health journey I'm recovering from all this shit that has happened throughout the years. And I am rebuilding, you know, my business as a coach. I've been doing, you know, Facebook lives. I'm very knowledgeable. That hasn't left. You know, it's just I lost everything and been disabled. So, hey, it's it's only so much that I can do with the um, disabilities that I have. I ordered some supplements um, to supplement my healthy diet. Uh, Got my priorities even more straight. So I'm still on the road to recovery and probably still need to go to, to go to physical therapy, but I'm, I'm working towards it. I am just, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, when I first became a health coach, I couldn't focus on marketing and online and things like that. I did a lot of stuff offline. So I'm taking it online again and really learning 
I appreciate the people who have been helping me with that and uh, teaching me, you know, about that and, you know, about that aspect. So I am not a newbie holistic health coach. I have had several clients. It's just that they've been off and on because I've been recovering for as long as I've been a health coach and trying to save my life. And it has gotten worse, but it has also gotten better. I am able to eat certain things that I wasn't able to eat before. What I want all of you to take away from this episode is that plant-based nutrient-dense foods are beneficial to preventing dis-ease. Okay? Not going the route of vaccinations and medications. If you want to prevent disease, at least add a salad into your diet a day without the oil salad dressing. At least replace one of your meals with a smoothie without the sugar. You could put medjool dates in there, berries, nuts, seeds. Um, Definitely getting the correct supplements that you need for brain health and things of that nature. I'm actually going to put a downloadable cheat sheet that you can utilize. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes so it can help you on your journey. These doctors are doing sick care. They are not doing health care. Okay. Holistic doctors are amazing, but these other ones, I have seen them drinking ginger ale before they go into surgery. Ginger ale is no different than battery acid and it's high in sugar, which feeds cancer. Okay. So where I've been for the last four months, I have been at New Jersey, (laughs) going to the doctors, um, taking time off to rest and it's okay to take time off to rest. And I've learned so many lessons during this process that I'm not going to repeat. Like I said, I'm not ashamed of my story. I'm not ashamed of my life. Everything that I've done has been for my freedom. For those of you who have taken that red pill and know what I'm saying, cool. For those of you who are still going to judge me like you haven't been for the last three fucking years, you continue to do that, but you're only judging yourself. Um, So I'm just proud of where I am. I'm helping people. Always feel free to grab my free blueprint, www.eatstressaway.com. And let me know if you want any of my cheat sheets on how you can start to live a healthier life. What actually saved me is, did I say www.eatstressaway.com? Listen, my brain is still healing. My memory is still healing. And I did order some stuff to help with that. So bear with me if I repeat myself, okay? Jump on my Facebook lives. I I go live. Now I'm going live Monday through Wednesday because like I said, I'm staying with relatives. So the time, you know, has changed. I'm doing podcasting, trying to health coach. Uh, I have a webinar coming up. Definitely hop on that webinar It's May 29th, how to lose weight and keep it off stress-free. It's called Eat Stress Away. Okay, so I'll put everything, I'll link everything in the show notes. Definitely feel free to send me an email, message me, follow me on Instagram at Avi Unfiltered. I hope this uh, video, I mean video, (laughs) podcast was helpful. I was thinking of the videos that I'm I'm doing and posting on YouTube. If you want to keep up with me, definitely 
just follow the links in the show notes. Find me on YouTube. And I will have an unfiltered day and I will see you next week.